Grab your ticket now to the hottest wellness event in Adelaide this year. Introducing Body, Brain and Bank. A one-day event to create more resilience in every area of your life. You'll learn how to create a more resilient body, how to cultivate a more resilient mind and how to future-proof your finances. In a time of so much uncertainty, you need clarity. Many people have been experiencing challenges in their health, their mindset and their wealth as a result of all the lockdowns and upheavals over the last 12 months. The best time to analyse your opportunities and threats is now, whilst 2020 is still fresh in your mind. Body, Brain and Bank is a one-day live event in Adelaide hosted by myself, Dr. Brett Hill, and I'll be joined by three guest speakers by experts in the fields of health, mindset and wealth in a jam-packed day of both presentations and workshops. To grab your tickets, head to events.humanitics.com forward slash body dash brain dash and dash bank or click on the link in the show notes. That's events.humanitics.com forward slash body dash brain dash and dash bank. We'd love to see you there. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, while the US government and the European Union have indicated a willingness to discuss waiving intellectual property rights for COVID-19 vaccines, Germany, home to the largest pharmaceutical sector, and the pharmaceutical companies themselves are rallying against the idea. Drug companies' share prices have slipped as a result. US President Joe Biden has publicly reversed his opposition to the waiver and endorsed World Trade Organization negotiations via his top negotiator, Catherine Tai. WHO Chief Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus called it a monumental moment in the fight against COVID-19 that showed the wisdom and moral leadership of the United States. Whilst WTO Director General Ngozi Okonjo-Awiala added, We need to respond urgently to COVID-19 because the world is watching and people are dying. Drug makers have countered that the move could have the opposite effect by disrupting the stretched and fragile supply chain. However, with the majority of the 624 million people who have received at least one dose of the vaccine, according to the Our World in Data website, living in wealthier countries, perhaps disruption is what is needed. In the meantime, vaccine manufacturers are expecting massive sales figures. Pfizer is expected to sell 15 to 30 billion dollars worth of the vaccine this year. Moderna, 18 to 20 billion dollars. Johnson and Johnson, up to 10 billion dollars. And AstraZeneca, 2 to 3 billion dollars. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that regardless of your views on the vaccine, this is a big eye opener for many people on big pharma products and how they were made. Especially in this instance where Many of those doses were sold up front before the testing was even completed. And in some cases, those vaccines never made it through the trial phase. So I think many people are thinking that this is really time to have a look at how the funds have been raised to do this research, how much of it is done using public funds or charitable funds, and then how much of that is then used to secure private patents and profits. And is that the best model going forwards? If money being used to develop these patents is coming from public funds in some instances, if it's coming from charitable funds in some instances, is it right then that these private companies are able to then secure patents for the end result, keep it to themselves and generate enormous profits? 
when perhaps if the patents were removed, then these may be more readily available to more people around the globe. And I think more importantly, the profits from these products would be made available to more people around the globe. So whether you think it's a good idea for these vaccines to be made available to more people around the world, whether you think it's a good idea for medications and drugs to be made available to more people around the world, the idea that the profits from those sales, which are going to happen anyway, might come back to the public purse, might come back to some of these charitable funds and may potentially then be able to be used for other humanitarian purposes all around the world rather than being turned into profits for big pharmaceutical companies, I think makes a lot of sense. And, you know, with more and more clotting events being recorded around the world as a side effect of these vaccines, then perhaps a review of the way manufacturers are identified against governments is in order too. Because if these manufacturers are making such astronomical profits and sale figures, then it makes sense that they would then be the ones who would be able to fund any adverse effects and to look after those people who are being harmed as these profits are being made rather than, once again, that falling back onto the government. I mean, it seems to be a pretty cosy business model when you're getting funding to produce the product, getting assistance in every step along the way, but you're then able to patent it and make huge private profits and then not worry about the side effects and and the results of what happens as a result of that too. So perhaps the closest scrutiny of vaccine manufacturers' patents, profits, side effects and indemnities that have occurred during this pandemic might be a silver lining amongst the global crisis that leads to changes in the future. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.